Nolan, how are you today? Oh, how am I? Oh, I'm a duck on top, chilling as ever, but under paddling. Today had a had to take my daughter for her, so it had an ACL tear, uh, 2019. Entire entire 2020 was recovery. Um, and and PT, she started full blown basketball with. Um, ABC Lightning, you know, Coach Gary Williams. And they are going full speed ahead. He has them getting up 5.30 a.m. to do early yeah. workouts. And and I'm so happy that the individuals who are there love basketball because only lovers would do that. You, you, can, you can't. I'm not getting up at 5.30. My son is taking her at 5.30. I don't love basketball nice. like that anymore. <laughs> but... She had her, the coach, another coach, a strength coach, Coach Deidre, has been looking at Jazz and saw her and said, hey, you're running kind of sideways. I oh. think you need to go and get a functional test. So went to get the functional test today at 11 o'clock. I uh, was thinking I would have been late. We would have canceled. But hey, we are here. So how am I feeling? I'm, I'm grateful. Um, I'm grateful that we didn't cancel, even though I had planned to do it in the car. I don't know how that would have gone, but um, I'm good. You know, I'm good. You know, we make it happen. We pivot. We, 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 I think that's what, you know, there's a program we do elite mindset. I think that's the elite mindset that we have in this place where, you know, we make it happen, you know, so. Um, yeah, you said something before we went on that I thought might just be something creeping through, a thread creeping through for today's conversation, and that was about safety. We're in a safe. You said we're in a safe place when we were yeah. praying, right? And you said, you know, we 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 get to be aware that we're in a safe place. Mm. Mm. And I think, you know, so it was interesting. I was, I, I love, I love what you said. I mean, a couple things. You know, I think a lot of what COVID did for a lot of people is that you know it completely re rerouted our day to day, and that in some ways really helped us. In other ways, you know, like I look at my daughter and she's like, "Mom, you're always harping on me to get up and do something," you know. But she's become a lot more sedentary. You know, when they were okay. in school and they were in athletics, I mean, she tried. You know, she was she was on she was cheerleader. You know, so they have practice. Well, that all went away. And so then it was like, okay, you know, kids don't love going for walks and stuff like that. But like, how can we keep them, you know, constantly Correct. physically active? And, you know, she's kind of fallen into this trend of like sitting around. And, uh, you know, so I think one of those, those pieces is, you know, how do we recreate these, these habits, right? We have these habitudes now that we've, we've created and uh one of them is so it was interesting i was out yesterday and uh went to go see my acupuncturist and i'm on my way home i didn't know about this whole gas crisis thing right i mean i knew about the pipeline but i didn't know that people were like freaking out and it was a toilet paper crisis all over again and so i'm, I'm leaving and I'm, I'm i'm so chill i'm so zen like i love my acupuncturist she's that you know dr rebecca sutfin shout out to her because she's amazing but, but I'm, I'm just driving down the road and, and people are flying by me and, you know, and then we'd pass, like I'm on 64. So there's all a various number of, of gas stations along the way and people are uh -huh. cutting off to get over to get, and I was uh -huh. like, what? And then of course that made me realize, oh, I probably should stop and get some gas. But then I'm like, I wonder if this is some crazy gas thing going on. Well, sure enough, everyone I passed 
no gas, no gas, no gas. So I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to go into Pittsburgh and little tiny downtown Pittsburgh. There was a line just to get into the town because there's like one way in and one way Way out. Right. So once you get in there, everybody's going off the highway to try to get gas in these little towns and stuff. And I'm like, but what, when I finally got home without gas, Mm -hmm. I finally got home. I realized I had to kind of reground myself because I was in my own energy but just that collective surge of freak out yes. had affected me. And I was like, why am I feeling so like I had a great day. I just was feeling totally relaxed. And then I'm now feeling all anxious. This is how contagious fear and anxiety is. Yes. That I'm not even with the people. I'm just driving by them. Yes. And I'm picking up that, that anxiety and then feeling like, well, shoot, where am I going to get gas? And, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Just whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. This is crazy, but that's, I mean, that's a real thing. And I think that that's, that is something to be aware of is that what we put out there is contagious, not just COVID. It's not the only contagious thing, people. <laughs> like your energy is contagious, you know, like you need to get right with your energy because whatever you're putting out is being picked up and it it is not beneficial man that could turn into a whole storm that nobody wants to walk into it's like a vortex of fear it does it does you know strangely i had the same you golly girl isn't that crazy which also is like what me too (laughs) yes because when i i yesterday we went where did we go We, we, we went out and there was a snake of cars, of vehicles. And I and I looked and I said, and oh, the first thing was night before last, someone texted us, oh, gas shortage, go and get gas. So I told, I told my wife, it's okay. I said, I got a full tank, which really was a quarter, but it's full. Um, That's a man's uh, version of a full tank. You know. Women, if you don't know that, just know. Yeah. <laughs> I left you a full tank, honey, and you get in as a quarter of tanks like... Uh, don't you know we can we can drive at 55 miles per upper hour because it's efficient and you just cruise and that full that quarter tank can be as if it's full yeah right i know how uh, you work uh, i know but i'll I'm, tell you run out of gas <laughs> i know and then you're like honey can you come and get me <laughs> uh but i we saw we saw this and all of a sudden something loomed over me and i'm, I'm like oh my goodness covid COVID's here, um, or leaving, um, we have India going on with COVID, and here goes, oh, wood prices are high, can't do any projects, and oh my goodness, gas now, gas, oh, and then I had to really, really center myself and go, so what? I said, I just might buy a bike, because it I'm going to bike to wherever I want to go and just tell you guys, hey, I'm going to be late by two hours. You know, I'm, I'm biking over there. And <laughs> We're thinking about getting a horse and carriage over there. There you go. If you can't wait, you know, I'm, I'm coming. Uh, or we can Zoom because why? I saw a picture. I saw a picture. I saw a picture of this couple, five to 10 gas cans, five, 10 gallon, five gallon um, cans. They are there, putting it there, putting it in there. And I'm thinking, but you're the one causing the shortage, though. That's it. Well, you know, it's not a shortage. That's the whole point. So finally came out in the news. There's no shortage. It's that everybody's freaking out. 
And then it's the same thing with the toilet paper. You got the people stocking up for like two years worth of toilet paper. So the people who just need it for the next week can't buy any. I mean, people, the freak out becomes so me centered. Like again, because we go into the reptilian brain and that's the Lord of the flies. For those of you who never had to read the Lord of the flies back in what, sixth, seventh grade, whatever Mm. that was. That's that reptilian brain, the survival of the fittest. Like I'll kill you to get the food I need if it means I get to feed my family kind of thing. And Mm. we don't think when we're in our reptilian brain, that's the whole Mm. point. Our executive brain's up here, our reptilian Mm. brain's back here, right? And and when we stop thinking, and see, this is the problem, is that most people are not thinking to begin with. So even on a good day, we've we've trained ourselves in habitude to be unsafe. So as soon as something, even a a whiff of, of, of insecurity or, or unsure, you know, an unsure situation like, will gas be there tomorrow? Correct. People just go into that hyper reactive mode and then they're not thinking. So you don't need a month's worth of gas. You don't, you're not even thinking like, you know, and the only reason all these places went dry was because everybody came out. I mean, Same time. people who didn't even need gas came out with all their gas cans and stuff. Yep. You know, so, yep. you know, they don't, they don't, they only keep each gas station only keeps a certain amount of gas in their tanks, you know? So it, so then people are like, oh my God, now there's a crisis because no, there was never a crisis. The crisis was of people going into react. That's a crisis. People going into reactionary mode and then acting on that, acting stupidly. And I, and I don't use that word very lightly. But when we're in stupid mode is because we're not thinking logically. Mm. And then we look at, at the repercussions of that, you know? So then it creates this, this collective fear that then breeds story. No more gas. Okay, is that true? It's not true. And everybody's now activating off of this thing. And it takes a while to go back. Now it's going to take how long? For the gas oh, yeah. companies to get enough gas to open. And then you always see, just like the toilet paper crisis, you always see a certain amount of time. Once that, that trigger's been flipped, people are in that mode. And so it's going to take a while for the message to get out that there is no gas crisis. So as soon as they get more gas, it's going to sell out again. Yes. Until people start to calm down. Correct. Enough where we can find gas again. Well, I think toilet paper and gas are a little bit different. There's, we can work around the toilet paper thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to work around the gas, gas thing. thing. Yeah. You know, the, the, as you were saying that, all I could think about was, do we th- strive, um, a thrive rather on frenzies? Because we, 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 as soon as something triggers, we are, oh, we got to go. So, so what happens? Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta um, hit hit Bill up. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? And all well, Bill has on. Bill has thoughts on this, I'm sure. Um, and he was he was like, I wish good news traveled this fast. Um, that is, you know, with gas. And then he says, same yeah, with no wood, no real shortage. I haven't seen an empty Lowe's in the whole state. Stupid is as stupid as <laughs> LOL. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We we feed into. So in economics, we were in grad school economics and we're talking about the, the, the economics of fear. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a beautiful thing for producers because when they, when they, when they, when they, when they find that the 
the, the demand is in a frenzy. What they do is they hike the prices. When they hike it up, they're like, hey, come and get it, come and get it. And they, they, just, they, just, they just feed off that. It's the fear of somebody coming in my house that I buy the most expensive security system, alarm system. Um, it's the, and, and, and it's not wrong to do it. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's all the, that's the economics of fear yes. that we, we get the, the best um, life insurance uh, or perceived best. And you, you must get life insurance. That's a good thing to do. I'm not against that. But there are a lot of things that we tend to purchase based off fear. Yes. And when we don't think it now, you said something when we don't process, it was last week, two weeks ago, we talked about take the time to process, take the time to process because here's my son who drives Pizza Hut, you know, he, he's a driver and he's on a quarter tank and he goes, oh my goodness, it's first time ever happening in his life where he's, he needs gas to go and work. And he says, what do I do now? I'm like, you better go sit down and park your car at the gas station and wait. He says, but I really need it. I said, yeah, you really need it. But here's the deal, though. Here's the other option, son, and this option exists. Um, I'm so sorry. I don't have gas because all the other people who don't need gas are running to get gas. And um, and he calls the his, same his, people ordering pizza, too. And, and they ah, and his manager said, well, when there's nothing we can do, um, if it happens, it's okay. The dynamics of our frenzy, our fear of, of tissue, right, of, of, of gas in, in this 2021 where, and I'm, I'm biased because I work from home. There are some people, yeah. how, how do we say nurses, teachers get first dips? You, you, you know what I'm saying? That's, is that utopian? Or how do we control? And you know, some people will say, well, when no, don't, don't, don't bring the control piece. But the individual who comes in with 10 gas cans, tell them, yes. no, sorry, sorry, you can't do it. You can't. Well, Is that greed, that's what we that, had greed to do. That, that kills us, man? I would love to be able to go one step further where we don't have to control other people because we're under self-control. You know, Ooh. that we're like, we look at our gas sorry. page and go, I'm, I'm full. I don't need to get gas right now. And I trust, I have faith and trust that by the time I need gas, it will be there. I mean, we need to start instead. Of, I mean, it's, it's how we sell too. old school sales Ooh. tactics. What are the fear points? What are the pain points? You know, speak to their pain points. Yes. People always say, you know, Tracy, what are the pain points for your clients? I'm like, how did you ask me what the growth points are? What are the benefits? The value. The value, mm. right? What's the value in me waiting so that the people who really need gas, I mean, interestingly enough, anytime normally when we need gas, we can get it. Why? Because people are waiting for when they need gas and not when they don't need gas. Why can't we do that under all circumstances? The only thing that triggered this recent, you know, <laughs> gas crisis, as it were, was talking about the pipeline. All the media had to do was mention one little thing. And people were like, oh God, that means gas. And they had already jacked the gas prices up before the pipeline thing happened. Yes. Yes. Gas prices were already capped, right? They were already going up. So I'm like, mm, that looks a little funny right there. 
Mm. Like, you know, we started rising and then this thing happens, you know, like interesting, but at the same time, how come we can't still, you know, still operate the same way? I mean, because either way, at some point, if we really did run out of gas, we would have to figure out something, whether you had the 10 gas, you know, gas, full gas, you're still going to run out at some point, in which Uh. case you're still going to have to figure out an alternative, whether it's now or later, that Mm. doesn't matter. So why not Mm. make it available for everyone Mm. during the period of time that we can share that resource? And then if we have to come up with another solution, we collectively do that together. No, the reptilian brain, I mean, as, as advanced as we've become in technology, and as advanced as we've become in other areas, we still, we actually, I see Primitive. we're exactly where we've ever been. Like somebody asked me in a, in a meeting the other Primitive. day, a new connection of mine. He said, do you think it's worse than it's ever been? Because people keep using that statement, mm. you know, oh, things are worse than they've ever been. Mm. And, he, and, and he's, he asked me that. And I said, no, he goes, oh, thank you. He, I said, I wasn't living during the Wild West, at least not in this lifetime, <laughs> but I can imagine it probably felt pretty scary at times. Yep. You know, I didn't live in the dark ages, but I'm sure it probably felt pretty scary and very, pretty insecure. I mean, there has never been a time in history that we haven't had these cycle trends come through. It's a fallen world. It's it, a fallen it, we world. We need to advance it, it, in how we deal with the shifts and changes in our life, not you know, thinking that technology is going to evolve us. We have to use our inner gadgetry to start to evolve ourselves. And if we're constantly reacting to those little changes outside of us, the little carrots that are dangled, whether they're fear carrots or, you know, or motivation carrots, we aren't evolving. We're staying Mm. in the stone ages. We haven't changed at all in that capacity. I, so you, you, you talked, you were saying something you were saying, oh my goodness, you know, I love to be immersed in listening and it's a good trait to listen, but then when you're listening and you, and you, you, you are present as you're speaking, you tend to forget the previous thing the person said, you don't stake your, your mind there because then you're not listening to the new information being put forward. But I think what it triggered, you said something in, in people who are watching this, you, you, you need to go back, rewind and, and, and get it. I don't need to do that because I already have it. Um, you said something that, that triggered what I was, I was meditating yesterday or two days ago on controlling, controlling yourself controlling yourself and what controlling yourself is is telling yourself no and the, the, the first thing that came to my mind was to go on social media and say what was the last time you told yourself no meaning do i need this do i need five gallons no 25 gallons of gas in my garage this stuff evaporates um this stuff is hard hazardous to 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 my house that if i keep this amount in here there's a possibility that i forget and i'm smoke i come outside and i smoke something and i could light it up you know whatever it is and which i don't wish on anybody right but when we can tell ourselves no when we can say um no i'm gonna stop eating here i'm gonna stop eating right now because the next spoon few spoons is gluttony I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to me running um, ahead of this person 
because it's courteous, it's the right thing for me to do. Go ahead, you can go. I'm going to say no, that I don't have to go and get 500 gallons of gas because I don't need 500 gallons of gas. See, it comes with processing. When, when we can take our time to process and say, gosh, um, I use 16 gallons a week going back and forth. My car is at, is at health. I'm just going to go and, and, and do it and come. And, and you said it, have faith and trust that come next week. This bra is showing again. Come, come, come next week. Uh, I'll be ready. I'll, it will be there. And if it's not there, so what? If it's I'm not no, there, I'm so no, what? Yeah. I, again, we can't be prisoners. We can't together. be prisoners to this system. Yes, we can't exactly. be prisoners to this system. We're, we're all in this together. If we all run out of gas, we do it together, right? Which means we all need to, to I mean, that's what COVID did. COVID was a together thing. Nobody got to skirt out from underneath COVID. Everybody was affected a little bit differently depending on, you know, your daily needs and all that stuff, but we yep. all had to deal with it, Yes. right? I think yes. that was a cue and a clue. There was no amount of hoarding we could do to get us from out from under mm -hmm. COVID. We all were going to experience collectively COVID worldwide. Right. And so I think we need to remember that everything is no different than COVID. Right. Is that we think, oh, if I hoard this, then I'll at least be set up. No. In fact, if anything, you're taking away from your neighbor. Do you really want to do it? And people are like, well, I don't care. At least I have what I have. I need. I mean, again, let me go back to my original comment about the collective energy and I could feel fear. Wow. Is that we whether we know it or not, when we go into this hoarding tendency of I at least need to take care of me and everybody else can take care of them, that attitude, when it's not necessary, is contagious. It's contagious. You start thinking only about me, somebody bumps up against me, picks up that energy, they start thinking all just about them. People become less gracious, people become less helpful, become, become less you know, empathetic. Right. We uh, need to start seeing the writing on the wall. All of these things we're experiencing, COVID, gas crisis, you know, all of the things that we've been we've been going through over the uh -huh. last two and a half years, not, not just even the last two and a half years, last two and a half years have been the, the, the heat's been turned up. So we finally right. get the message, but it's been going on for the eternity. We need to start understanding what this means, not just keep repeating the same cycles over and over and mm. over again. And so, it starts with exactly what you said, getting clear about what we need and saying no. Like I always say to my husband, I was like, why, why did you, I mean, I'm just curious. You could do whatever you want, but why did you eat that thing? He's like, cause it was there. I'm like, you weren't hungry. Well, no, but it looked good. It was there. I'm like, that's us. <laughs> I do that, it. Okay. All right. That's like buy more gas than you need. That's true. Right. That's and, true. And so, we don't even think about that because it doesn't seem like a big deal or like whatever it's cool i ate an extra hamburger who cares you know mm. but, but but it it continues to perpetuate this inner process of just being like i need to hoarding. if it's there i need to just you yeah hoarding. hoard it's hoarding, hoarding. people hoarding. don't like that word i'm not yes. a hoarder uh did you get extra gas when you didn't need it you're a hoarder if right? you can't if you can't get rid of that friend who you know is is sticking you in the back it's not good for you and you keep the friend you're hoarding you're hoarding thank you <laughs> i think we need to put a new definition on hoarding and it's not just about the physical stuff in your home mm -mm. 
Mm-mm. It's you know, about the practice. You, you know, you you were talking and you said, you know, selfishness becomes contagious, and you said that, that when it's when it's not necessary, and it triggered the question: When is it? When is when is being selfish necessary? Right? And I I want to answer that, and and, and I want to pose that question to you also. When is being selfish necessary? I think, because I was going to say, wow, you said when you when you're not when it's not necessary. It's like, oh, hold on. I think one of the best times when being selfish is, but this this is this is this is humor, my humor, my 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 sick, uh, uh, <laughs> sick humor, <laughs> my sick, uh, what you call it, my corny humor. I think the only time, one of the only times to be selfish is when you're in the airplane and you're about to go down and say, cover your mouth first with the oxygen, <laughs> then then give it to your your next. But I mean, I'm 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 laughing at it, but that's not being selfish because you're not taking two oxygen masks. You right. are taking one and so on. But selfish as in, oh, I'm gonna take care of myself first versus the thing to do is take care of your kids but no it's you take care of yourself first make sure you're good and then you can be able to take care of the next person um, but i think when it's necessary to be selfish is and, and it's not you see it's you it's not that word you cannot it's not about being selfish it's self-serving it's about taking care of yourself i remembered in college uh there were parties going on at our house. So even my birthday party in grad school, but in undergrad, I remember my 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 sister and 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 girlfriend and wife now, they would say, Oh, well, when um, Sunday dinner, we're going to eat, blah, blah, blah. And I go, sure, good. I'm not going to be there. Where are you going? I said, I'm gonna be in the library. I'm sorry, I am not coming. I need to study this calculus three. I need to practice this physics two. I need to do all of this in order for me to, because I know what I want. So when I say I, it's perceived as I being selfish, but it's not selfish. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on that boat so that I can cross this river, be able to get my feet on the ground so I can get a bigger boat to come back and take you if you want to go with me. That's why I am doing, that's why I'm paddling this boat by myself and I'm not stopping to go to dinner with you because I don't think that's being selfish, right? But but I come back to you, but using the word, the word loosely, when is it necessary to be selfish? Well, I love, I, first of all, I love that you asked that question because I think it's absolutely was being called to be asked, you know, and I look at it as a lot of times people say, oh, that's so self-serving, you know, and I'm like, self-serving to me is a good thing. Self, it, there's a difference. It's kind of like the difference between being childlike and childish, mm. right? You want to be childlike. Mm. You don't want to be childish, Ooh. right? It's about, I think self-serving and selfish are different, right? To serve mm. thyself so that you can serve others is self-serving. Selfish is again, what we were talking about before when you hoard stuff, just because you don't care what's happened to everybody else, you only care what happens to you. Wow. Right? And so I don't think it's ever good to be selfish, but I think it is good to be self-serving. You know, right. again, if the self, you know, the self, it's the understood pre-definition of self-serving. And like, mm -hmm. I have a statement 
when you serve yourself, all else is served. Mm. And you, you, you elaborated it great with, with your story about going to get the boat, you mm -hmm. know, is that, and, and it's the oxygen mask analogy, you know, is that as I serve my needs, not my wants, my needs, when I serve my needs and my needs may be that I need to go do these things in order to prepare myself to get that bigger boat, mm. right? Cause that's my mission. Those become needs. Not everybody has the same. We have the same basic human needs, but then we also have other needs that are aligned with our, our, our soul mission mm -hmm. that are different. So if I'm serving my needs so that I can serve my greater purpose, that's self-serving. That's not selfish because as I serve myself, I can now serve in the capacity that I'm meant to. I can serve the rest of the world in the capacity I'm meant to. You know, so I think that it's this, again, but it all boils down to faith and trust. First, we have to know what our mission is. You know, how many people who don't, can't answer the question, who am I? What are Tracy, you doing? Tracy, Tracy. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm looking for, for an award. So the only thing I can find off my mind is it's a bike. It's a, it's a, I think it's a Harley. Tracy, oh. I... I present this award to you for clarity. I present this award to you for, for just who you are in, in, in breaking things down. Last week, Tracy, we talked about eager and anxiety. Last week, we also talked, two weeks ago, we talked about anxiety and eagerness. We talked about, there were two words, we had, we had a play on two words, reactionary process, process gosh god help me lord it's communication it communication was communication and processing. and process and yes last week was anxiety and eagerness year today you've come and you've 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 broken this down and remember i, I teased i quipped two weeks ago that we will bring two words and you will explain those two words do you remember that and here we are today we are here talking about self-serving and selfish and you have once again broken this down and i and i cut you off and you will start again because i trust you would please accept this harley award on clarity oh thank you i love harleys <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness as you were as you were saying and i was writing down i'm going selfish self-serving when i go to develop myself for my mission, for my greater good versus selfish. I am hoarding things for self. It's not about, oh, girl, high five. Keep on going. Keep on going. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. We, you know, and I think this is what we're all here to do is to really lift people up in their geniuses, mm. you know, so mm. that they can be more intentional in those yes. spaces because that's where they serve, yes. right? Where our greatest value is in our genius. Mm. And uh, I had a client a number of years ago. She says, you know what? I think one of your geniuses is Tracy is distinctions. I've always been that way. I can make a distinction between two words, three words, mm. five words, you know, like no one's business because yes. it's just the way my brain thinks. Yes. And I don't think I'm all that in a can of worms, but I do know that I'm good at that. And I think that that's the thing that we all want to bring out is the more we model that it's okay to know our value, yes. to know our genius and to speak it forth because when we speak it forth you know it's kind of to me it's like if i had this product or service that i never marketed how would people benefit from it no way by me saying i'm really good at these things and i know it i'm marketing that hey if you can benefit from that i have it to to, to offer to offer correct. right i'm marketing correct that 
within which my value is most valuable and, and, and going to be hopefully most valued, mm. you know, so it's, it really doesn't serve anybody when we play and self-deprecate, play ourselves down and self-deprecate because Correct. it doesn't allow people to know where we can help them. Wow. 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 So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going off tangent here, Tracy, because that's what we do in, in the sandbox. And I'm, I'm going to put a plug in here for you. You didn't ask me for this. I'm, I'm going to pull a, pull, put, put a plug in here. Um, to those of you who, who um, you've gassed out, and when I mean gassed out at a high level also, at a very high level, I'm not, I'm not speaking about you're starting you're starting and you you feel, oh, where do I go? No, no, don't go to Tracy. Um, when you're at a high level, you've, you've exercised, you've done all that you can, you've, you're successful and you're sitting thinking, what next? <laughs> that's when you come, that, I, 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 that's when you come to Tracy because she's gonna uncover your next levels, not just your next level, your next levels. Um, so, so I just, I just wanted to say that, say that to people who are watching here. You know, as as you're walking this path and you 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 come to a roadblock, it is not a it's it's not a quit sign. It's a pause sign. Um, Tracy is that police woman standing on the road, right? You know, decked up in your in your blues. Uh, and saying, hey, come this way. You need to go that way. And it's not her, um, from her perspective, she's gonna use the tool she has that will extract that which you are in order for you to go down that path. Ah, ah. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> that was actually really well put like that I mean I think and that's what we do for one another you wow. know we could we could I could turn around and 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 do a wow, girl. you know do a commercial for you as well which wow. you know I think that's what we're really coming to realize as we engage with one another one of my clients said this today I was talking to him and he said he said we're here to engage one another we're mm. here as human beings, we have so much power within us. And when Ooh. we engage, when we look into each other's eyes yeah. and we seek out that humanity and that other person, when we can reach for that humanity and find it, it, it triggers that within ourselves. And when we turn on our humanity, we are more powerful than any external you know, atomic bomb, you know, anything Clear. we think of that has massive amounts of power. I mean, we yes. could light up an, a power grid yes, just crazy. with two people tapping into their humanity at a deep level. And I think that's what we're really, we're here to up-level humanity mm. is what he said to me. He said, mm. you know, I think, because we were talking about visionaries and how visionaries come to, to show, you know, they're, they're way showers or, mm -hmm. or like, you know, light showers in the, in the sense of like a, what is it? Um, a, what am I drawing a blank? A lighthouse. Okay. <laughs> you know, helps the boats come into Harbor, Correct. you know, as they just shine a light out there. And if a boat needs it, it will follow it back to Harbor. And I think that's, that's what we do is we show the way. And then for those people who, who are ready mm. to follow the way has been shown, 
But I think right where we are now is we all desperately want to, to tap back into that, which makes us human because it's our humanity. That's our greatest superpower. And the other thing about that is, you know, everybody's talking about these cultural trends towards microaggressions and how everybody's becoming uber sensitive and you can't say anything for fear that someone's going to call you racist or call you this or call you that. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, I said, you know, I never look at the storyline except for where it shows me a trend or a pattern. Hmm. And I said, for, for centuries, we've become increasingly more desensitized. And I think we are in a time of resensitization. We're trying to resensitize ourselves from our desensitized placement. Mm-hmm. In, in, because when we're, what happens when we're desensitized, we're, de- we're totally unsensitized to our humanity. We, wow. we, we hoard because we're not thinking about one another. We, we react, we fight back. We, you know, we, we start looting other people's businesses when things go awry because we're not thinking in terms of humanity because we become so desensitized. Mm. And I think all this resensitive is like, oh God, everybody's so sensitive now. I don't think it's that everybody is so sensitive. I think it's a trend towards resensitization And it just shows us how desensitized we've become. Hmm. And so as we turn on our internal mechanisms of sense, how we sense sense perception, right? Correct. You sense, and I love the way you sense, like you, you call up to God and the Holy Spirit. And, and, and that is where that's your delivery system. And, and you, you are, you know, your cellular structure is tapped in to becoming very acutely aware and sensitive to the vibrations that come through that space mm. and, and and you called through some amazing stuff when you and I have talked privately well, even mm. here you know is just like oh Tracy something's coming through you know the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you this it's because you're sensitized to that when we're sensitized not only to our ourselves and our own gadgetry but to humanity and we're picking up from what I mean I was sensitized to everybody around me going crazy yesterday and that's why I had to reground because yeah. I was so tapped into the collective. Wow. And I think that that's the thing is, again, if we're going to be tapped in, we don't want to be tapped into something toxic, Mm-mm. but collectively we create either what's toxic or what's healthy. And so we really, but each one of us is responsible for our part of that. Am I going to create more of tox- the toxicity, you know, that, that we are, that's desensitizing mm. our humanity? Yeah. Or do I want to tap into what's going to resensitize us to be more humane with one another, where we're in this power place where we can create anything collectively that we choose? Mm, you know, okay. you know, um, I don't know. The, the Facebook feed said it stopped, but it's of course live, it did. <laughs> it's live, you know, you know, but it's live on our is live on our it says live on my platform on my zone here but we'll just keep on going we'll just quickly turn this around and put it back on on this medium here for people to watch the the the, the rest of it hopefully facebook has a mistake made a mistake but um you you talked about oh my goodness tracy you talked about us there's so much abundance here there's so much abundance here. The, 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 the oil isn't depleting. The, the, the sun ray will never stop 
the sun will never stop shining. Uh, if we take a five billion gallon um, water tank to extract water from the Atlantic or from the Neuse River, it's going to keep on flowing. See that mindset of, of there's enough around here for us is so important in the processing of my interaction with you. Because when I can, I'm a consultant. <laughs> I should be saying, I, 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 I. But here we are talking about, hey, this is come, go to Tracy. Tracy, if you stopped, this, this model here is needed in every situation, in our marriages, in our, in our friendships, in our relationships, at work with our bosses, with, with, with your clients, et cetera. Because once we, we, we engage in that, in that I, I love sandbox because sandbox just makes me feel childlike, like what you said, right? Because they're so free that there's no, no, there, there aren't preconceived of color, preconceived of mannerisms. When you do something, they go, they look at you, it's like the way you, your dog, go and do this with your dog. They go, uh-huh. The child goes, what? That's new. What? What is that? Well, let's let's define it. But if our lens and we define it from, from a place of love and not from a place of hate, of evil, of mine, 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 Fear. The kind of fear, the kinds of things that we can create, as you stated, the things that we will create will be mind-boggling. And when you talked about the strength that we have, it was something that God told me about four or five years ago. He says, Wowen, anything that's dying, anything that's that's fizzling out, as you engage it, I'm giving you the ability to make it live again. And you will make it live again to a point that it's as if they have nuclear energy, more powerful than nuclear energy. And you said it. It's we are so much more powerful, Tracy, when we operate in a space. Yeah. You know, any space, you know, both spaces, good and evil. You can become powerful in those places, but yeah. we, we talk about mission-driven things, the, the purpose-driven life, right? When we when we operate in that space, Tracy. The things that we create, legacy. It's the legacy piece, exactly. And it's like, you know, thinking what legacy do I want to leave behind? I mean, that all boils down to the decisions I'm making right now. And are they selfish or are mm. they self-serving? Because as I serve myself, all else is served. You know, it's interesting. Mm. I had a I had a one-to-one -one the other day with one of my buddies, Dino um, Sterlos, who I just love Dino. I mean, he okay. is one of the coolest guys. He's actually sat in on a couple of our eavesdrops and, okay. you know, is a, is a supporter and just a great guy. And he's a, a fractional um, VP of sales. Okay. So he's a sales guy, but he just is, uh, just his energy is fantastic. And so we were, we were catching up and kind of, he's like, oh, who, who would you like to meet? And he promised to put me in touch with a couple people. I said, well, what can I do for you? And he's like, well, you know, I got this, uh, I got this workshop that I'm doing a sales workshop. And I was like, well, shoot me the information. I was, I'd love to put it out to my network. And, you know, I, you know me, I'm mostly on LinkedIn. And 
So I put together, you know, a thoughtful post, you know, supporting him because I just believe in what he does. And I think he does it very well. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to, to do that naturally, not just because I said I would, and not just because he said he would introduce me to two people, but because I'm like, Hey, I've got a network of people that could benefit from your value. Yes. Put it out there. And he said to me, we're on a, we're in a networking uh, group together. And we have this thing where we do with thankimonials, you know, where if somebody's helped us in some way we thank them publicly mm-hmm. and he said you know tracy put this post up and he said we had to close cap it out he's like you know within a day we had like 10 people <laughs> and mm-hmm. and it's wow. you know and they were giving away a free lunch so they could only do so many people for this thing and you know and that's that's mm-hmm. the power of being able to do that because again it's not i think we're always told to serve others and we don't serve others for the sake of serving them Mm. we we i believe mm-hmm. it's not just about how can i help you out brother it's literally about what value do i see in you that i can tap into and know i can feel that value i know that value i've crystallized that value inside of myself and then i communicate that not from a place of just helping you out but from a place of knowing where your value is valuable mm. and will be valued by other people and then the posts come from that space and the share comes from that space. And people are like, whoa, this is valuable. You know, not just because Tracy said so. Correct. But because right. I was just a catalyst in a vehicle for them finding this value that was very valuable for them. So, you know, I think that's what we want to think about is that it, it, this isn't about oh, how great Tracy is and how, you know, or how great any of us are because we've helped mm-hmm. somebody out. But when I hear people say just like, oh, I'm just here to help. I'm like, that's, that, that's, that's playing small in my mind. Mm. We're not here to simply help. We're here to tap into the humanity of the other person, gain and extract the value that they have, crystallize the knowledge of that value within us, and then share from that place. It's sharing. It's not helping. We're here to share other people's brilliance. Yes. But we don't know what that is until we take the time to process that. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but I... I, I don't want, I want to meet, I want to do the, the business card. Pss, 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 pss. I want to go wide and shallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what people think this thing is. It's about, you know, I want to market. I want to scream to as many people, but that thing doesn't, it may work, but where, where it works. And as you stated is, is, and, and let I don't need to restate what you said. I just need to process what you said. And here's my process. When you, when, in my following, I have similar people, period. You can look, you can look at my, my, my LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever it is. Over time, 90%, 95% will be people who have similar ideologies, similar behaviors as I do, which means we understand the same language. The, the benefit of networking, the benefit of, as you stated, assisting someone in, in, in your tribe, so I'll call those people my tribe, is when I speak to Tracy, and this is me processing what you said, Tracy, uh, when I speak to Tracy and understand Tracy, and I don't flippantly pick up the pen and write, but I process my, my response about Tracy. And when I state that response, 
the people in my tribe understand my language. They know, they know when I speak, they go, oh my goodness. And when, when I can just say, hey, Tracy, the value she does is blah, 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 and blah. They don't need any more conversations. They don't need to go and investigate who Tracy is because we all speak the same language. And the thing about it is we trust each other in this tribe. You, the people trust you in your tribe. It was why when you stated that thing to them, and that's the, that's the benefit of real networking, because mm -hmm. the 10 people who went, or let's just say the 50, 60% of the people who read that and were like, oh my goodness, Tracy has the, I really want to go, but because of time, I really can't go to that this time. Next time I'll go. Those people are, are in tuned with you, Tracy, they are so in tune with you. They, they understand you, they know you. And, and all they're waiting for is the true, the true words. Because yet again, Tracy, yet again, here's the flip. If you meet John Doe today and you go and you put something about John Doe on your, on your LinkedIn, your tribe, your tribe will be like, hmm, skip. Because they know when your heart is in it and they know when your heart isn't in it. They know when you're trying to just check a box or they know when you're doing it, when you're doing it for doing it for who you are. Yep. And oh. my tribe knows I don't do anything just for checking a box. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. You know, when Dino said, you know, the power of Tracy's network, I think what it is, it's the power of how we connect with our network. And it's not just about me. I mean, we all can do this. If we take time to process and be discerning with, I mean, yes. part of it is it's not just me. And I, I, it's not that I disregard when people share just, you know, how you just, they don't say anything. They just share your, your post. <laughs> and so, and, and, and that's good. Like they're doing something mm -hmm. right. Which we appreciate, mm -hmm. but how much can we charge ourselves to actually say, if we really want to support someone. Mm. I mean, again, because we may not, if we get honest with ourselves, we may, we may be saying, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of led them to believe that, that, that I would, but, you know, really, I don't know if I, I, I do want to share their stuff because maybe it's not the level that I want to share or be associated with or whatever. We have to be true to that because Correct. if we're just sharing willy nilly, just for the sake, again, for the sake of saying I helped a brother out. We're not really helping any brother out. You know, we're not, we're not creating, you said it so well, people come to know what kind of value your voice has mm -hmm. and, and people know how picky I am about what I share. Mm -hmm. So they already know that it's like, if Tracy's going to take the time to share something, Correct. she's already worked through it to the nth degree. I mean, I got back in touch with him. I was like, Hey, by the way, you know, when you, you have a date that goes back to March on your little, you know, uh, event bright thing. I think you meant to say May or whatever. I mean, that's me taking time. I'm correct. To actually, you know, look through the information mm. I'm sharing to make mm. sure that that information makes sense. So it, it, again, I'm not saying everybody, but when we do this, going back to how we first started this conversation about building a place of security, we first mm. have to become secure within ourselves. One of the things we do in order to do this is to know that what we say is what we mean and mm -hmm. what we subscribe to and what we believe in, right? Because we create that security. And then by us doing that, we become the rock 
you know, it's, it's when you used to play as a kid, or maybe we still do this. BJ Davis, she still does this, I bet. She uh, does this play with adult thing. And it's, if you guys don't know BJ Davis, look, look her up on LinkedIn. She's great. But BJ, they do play, you know, uh, they do the adult play stuff. And when we used to play tag as kids. We always had a safe place, right? Mm-hmm. And if you could, whether it was a rock or a tree or whatever, why did we always choose rock? Why didn't we choose a stick? Because then we could step on the stick and break it. And then we don't have a safe place. Uh, we chose rocks and trees because they were substantial. Mm, they were, they were solid. You true. couldn't move them, right? They're secure. They're safe. When you create yourself as a rock or a tree that can't be moved, you're safe. Mm. And in this world of constant change and insecurity, we're looking for that. We're looking for that safe place. But again, we're looking out, out there, created in here, so that the people that you bump up against and your energy gets contagious with, you're picking up security. You're picking up confidence. You're picking. You're not picking up this insecure, oh my God, there's not enough gas in the world. I mean, don't be putting that out, folks. It's contagious. Put the secure stuff out there. Know what you're doing. Think process. Like, uh, furthering the conversation from last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Tracy, I tell you. Um, so Facebook just said, oh, we're sorry. We didn't, we, we, technical, blah, 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 blah. But I just told them that we are going to just complete this do our recording you know edit it quickly and and put it out there for them to see um tracy man i i (laughs) uh, i am i want to become a better person and in order for me to become a better person i'm finding out that I should not, and this goes, you said it again last two weeks ago, it goes back to not being reactionary. Mm -hmm. You know, reptilian, as you said, you know, part of your brain where you, you you know, survivor, hoarding, et cetera. Uh, And I think for me to become a better person, it's me processing and, and taking my time. And you'll be amazed at my daughter, she, you know, since they're doing, they're, they're doing school from home and it starts at seven, you know, there's a tendency that you start at seven, you stay in your room um, and you stay in your room until one, until school completes. And I, I can't stand that. I, we're not living in a YMCA. You, you find me and tell me good morning. Find me and tell me good morning because I'm dad. And she's mom. So you come, you come and speak. So I told her, I said, don't do this again. Don't come to me at 3, 3 p.m. when you're ready to go to basketball practice and say, oh, dad, I'm leaving. I said, I said uh-uh, you've been living in my house. You slept in my house. You, you come and you see me. You say, good morning, dad. And she's looking at me like, I'm like, oh, oh yes. That's what we had to do with our parents. We had to speak in the morning and speak at night. Um. And she she did it yesterday. No, she did it day before. I warned her day before. Yesterday, not until 11, she comes in and says, good morning, dad. And I go, oh, I say, yes, it is morning. But sweetheart, it's too late in the morning. When were you up? This is a mistake. Good morning. You need to come and look for me. 
But here's what I'm trying to say about processing and, 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 and not being reactionary. Reactionary Woolman would have said, give me every single device you have, put it in my room and I'm done with you, blah, 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 blah. What processed Walwyn did, and it was so hard, Tracy, it was so hard. I was waiting here, I was, I was in the room here studying, and I, and I look at the time, nine. I look at the time, 10. I look at the time, and I say, this girl, this, I wanted to go in the room and just take her stuff. I, I started to think on different ways, but then I said, just wait. And when she came in the room, and after she said, I looked at her, and I told her, I said, you know, next time, even if you're, you don't come to tell me, you will tell me what I need to do to you in order for you to remember this again. And Verlin and I were talking, I know I'm kind of long-winded here, but I'm trying to make this. Me and Verlin were talking, and I said, honey, I, I, Jazz, Jazz didn't come to me in, in good enough time, but she came at an okay time. And she says, what were you going to do? And I said, I was going to pray and ask God to give me the best, the best solution to chastise her because I know it would have been done in love and not from my perspective because then she would have completely learned what it was. So that's that's my spew on mean going, being process driven, processing driven rather, and not being reactionary. I think that's wonderful. And it's also about like, if you ever see dog trainers working with dogs, humans are really very, not, not very different than dogs, mm, mm. you know, in a lot of ways. And we reward the good behavior. So even if it's a fractional of, a, of an inch in the right direction, we reward it. Yes. So when, when jazz comes and she's done just a little bit better, honey, that's great. This is so much better than you coming at three o'clock. Thank you. Next time. Can you come a little bit early? Because this is why that's important, right? But we reward mm -hmm. that behavior, right? We're so used to being in a culture that just chastises anything less than perfect. Yes. And so people stop trying because, and then, and then we give these mixed messages where there's no such thing as perfect, but we're going to chastise you when you're not perfect. Okay. Then why do I even bother? Mm. And we wonder why people just go, wow. Hey, cause we're not rewarding properly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. celebrate you processing. Uh, I think that's Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What's your last word, dear? What's your last word? You know, what I'm loving in as these develop is having faith and trust of the through line. You know, I mean, this morning when I was like, I wanted to give you a wide berth so you weren't stressed. And I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just, oh, we'll just cancel. But then you. I thought, that's not my call. He may want to make this work right? So I'm just going to wait. And I'm a person who doesn't normally do that. Like I, without I even thinking, I, because I'm visionary. So I think, oh, I see the best, the best angle. And it's like, it kind of reminds me of when I got that download early on in my coaching career. And I realized I was seeing and hearing things, but it wasn't my job to just tell people, oh, you need to take a left and right and go straight and tell them right. what to do because of what I could see. It was more me being a guiding force and holding that vision, and then they get to choose how they want to operate within mm, that. Mm. And I set framework and parameters, you right. know, that kind of helps keep them in the lane. But that was a really good reminder for me that, you know, I'm not here to make the decisions for a partnership. Like if the partner says, I'll be there, 
right? It's not for me to go, oh, well, let me make it, you know, because that's like almost enablement. Like when we do with our kids, it's like, mom, I want to shoot that goal. And it's like, oh, well, I know you're not really that good in soccer. And maybe you might not. That's not my job. If he's going to go for the goal, I'm there to support it. So that, that was my takeaway today from just learning how to kind of be in my rightful zone within a partnership and say, Mm -hmm. if I need to last minute, put out the communications that it's not going to work, I'm ready to go. But I'm not here to proactively be making a decision for the whole partnership that I get to trust that it's going to be exactly what it needs to. And I see that that happens also in our communication, like more and more and more Mm -hmm. every two weeks, Mm -hmm. our conversation just picks up where we left off. Correct. Correct. And so there's this stronger and stronger through line that I'm sensing. And that all just comes because we have faith and trust that it will. Yep. 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 Hey, thank you, Tracy. And I, and I appreciate, I appreciate your call. Uh, and I laughed because I knew, I know. <laughs> I knew you were, you were like, huh. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder and I said, you know, uh, we'll make it happen. I'm going to make it happen regardless, regardless. I would have been in this, oh, it was such, it was such a beautiful view to was in this gym that had maybe 30 foot ceilings as a hangar, an airplane, almost an airplane hangar of, of, of material to exercise and stuff. And I would have just turned that thing around and we would have done it there. Really? But I appreciate you. And to all of you eavesdroppers, uh, you take care and we'll see you in the next two weeks. Thank you. Bye-bye.